shit. Let's just end breaking news. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. Bullshit. I'm sick of it. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot to do. We got to go fast. We got to get out of here. Santa's on his way. Ooh, yay. All right, so today, we, we, the fucking power structure in the state of Michigan is horrible. <laughs> We're going to bring it to you. We got the expert. We got the nerd. We got the wonk. Eli Gold's going to be here. Just put out the big report. The big news is this. Our power grid sucks and we pay a lot for it. I'm shocked. I just lost power this weekend. Fucking right, dude. That was a blast. Okay, also, uh, an homage to the down linemen, utility workers who have passed away. It's a bitch of a job. Thank you for doing it. Remembering those who have fallen. Colin Fake Mike Duggan will be with us. We don't even want the real Mike Duggan. We don't want the real Mike Duggan. Is there such a thing as a real? Oh, snap. Karen Doom is bringing the shade. This is the season. She's ready. <laughs> wow, snap, sizzling pop. I'm just asking. You're right, because look, look while GM's trying to siphon what COVID money we got left over to build a plant that we don't need to be paying them for. The Renaissance Center's up for sale, and they were telling, where's GM going? We'll explore. Also, convicted pedophile and former president of Detroit City Council, Charles Pugh, to be paroled next week. I'm going to try to reach Bill Sykley, the lawyer that wouldn't let it go, Good. and got that puke put behind bars. Good. And maybe I can tell you my CNN story. So good. Oh, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> Red brings us a year in review. I hope it's good. I haven't seen it. But uh, anyway, before we get to our sponsors, before we get in the program, I got breaking news. I am a reporter. You know that. So when I report, I've done my work. Here's what I'm telling you instead of writing to you. The COVID response was wrong nobody was wrong for the way they approached it but it was wrong because the pandemic was is and will be tomorrow a pandemic of the elderly that is a fact sorry if I, look I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something CDC numbers you can't find them easily you gotta be doing some work 75 percent of the people who died of COVID, and that's what we're measuring people, is death. That's how we measure crime. That's how we remember the, the bubonic plague in Middle Europe. Remember? That's how you do it. Yep. 75% of the deaths are from people 65 and older. In the last month, Delta variant, 73% of the deaths are people 65 and older. A study in. It was just posted two days ago in the Journal of the uh, American Medical Association, right? The researchers are from the Veteran Affairs Medical Center in uh, White River Junction, Vermont. This is a study of 70,000 veterans age 65 and older. And 
the Geisel School of Medicine, Dartmouth. Dartmouth is an Ivy League school. So it's the Dartmouth and uh, Veterans Affairs. Here's what it says. See if I get my notes here and tell you specifically what it says about these vaccines. In this very big study, those who were vaccinated, protection against the infection had fallen to 62% in the first month after they received the second shot. So one month after being fully vaccinated, the efficacy, the ability of this thing to fight, plummeted to 62%. And then it went down to 58% in the third month. And then 38% through the fourth month. And then after that, 20%. So this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That is bullshit. Mm -hmm. There's no science behind it. The data is quite clear. It really attacks old people. The vaccine does mitigate, does lessen the severity of it. COVID is real, first of all, and it kills. There's, it killed 800,000 people in this country. 600,000 of them are over the age of 65. Nursing home, nursing home, nursing home. We're not going back. The governor of Michigan knows we're not going back. University of Michigan against Ohio State got 110,000 fans rushing the field. We have to live with this. The vaccine might not even work with Omicron. Omicron. That's how you pronounce it. Okay, Dikonis, huh? Kala? Amalaka? Is that Greek? Yes. Yeah. Educated. Very well. Karen, is, that's my findings. So. Makes sense, Charlie. You... You who have spent a life in public service, what would the role be from here? What do you make of the public official's response? Is the governor, seems to me, Karen, I think the governor should just admit that the lockdown crap didn't work, that she's not well, going to do it again. Go ahead. Well, remember, you know, when all that was taking place, you know, Como was the superstar and she was literally taking pages from his playbook. Um, until that hit a brick wall. So I, I, I think that, you know, it's a little late to go back and think about how to do this differently. Um, but going forward, it would still, I think, be helpful to have some consistency in messaging. I think it has been confusing for people. It has been misleading for people. Um, and I just think, you know, you see people riding in the car alone with their mask on. People don't know what to do. Um, and so at this point, I think she's so deep. I don't, I don't know what she can or should or should even possibly do other than try to just come out and, 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 and be honest that those things didn't work. Um, but to assess where we are and the reality of it is going to offend people that may actually be part of her support base. So there's the, you know, the, the awkward space that I think that she's in. And I think it's hypocritical. You'll see it in the Washington Examiner. You'll, you'll see it around. It's hypocritical of rightist, you know, uh, viewed writers, I was going to say rightist writers, <laughs> conservative <laughs> writers, to call her a hypocrite from this time last year, everything shut down, right? Stop, pause, shut down, right. shut down the restaurants again. You're a hypocrite for calling her a hypocrite because this is, this is exactly how you wanted it to be. So if you want to take a lap and say, this is what we should have been doing all, all along, it's fair enough. If you want an admission from the government, that's fair enough. But to call her a hypocrite, you, you want to lock it down again? What I'm saying is this, we're giving GM a billion dollars for a battery plant. That was COVID money sent by Washington. We all now know where the nursing homes are in our communities. Ask yourself when you drive by. 
Do you see an HVAC system, heating, vacuum, air conditioning, all of, do you see those getting installed? Are we actually addressing the issue and the population that is dying from this? And it's a horrible death. You drown to death. That's what you do. Do you see it, Karen? Yeah, I do see it, Charlie. But again, like I said, you know. No, no, I'm asking you this. You live near Grand Boulevard where all those old people homes are. Do you see cranes going in and putting new heating and cooling systems in these nasty facilities? No, I don't. I see people standing outside the side door smoking cigarettes, I guess, on their breaks. That's what I see. Yeah. I don't see anything else. So I don't see any changes. I don't see any improvements. I don't see any adjustments to how things were um, to make them better than what they are now. Yeah, you know, you look at it this way. Uh, the NFL sports are dying again, right? Because they're they're like out front. We have to look at it. They could get sued. It's a big primetime show. But how many pro football players have died from COVID? None. You, you know what I see? Aaron Rodgers is a liar and he's got COVID and he's got to sit out. And then he's back the next week playing like an MVP. What COVID fog? It really hurts people with pre-existing conditions, deficiencies in their immune system, and their age. And people that don't know, Charlie, again, you know, every, this is the other thing. Every time you watch the news, and I know you don't, but, you know, when you watch the news, the first thing is COVID numbers. Hospitals are packed. You know, the medical staff is overworked. You know, we're, we're under the whole nine yards. And then it's like, oh, hey, come down to this festival. Bring your family. <laughs> it's like... So what is it? So if you're if, if we're having these issues, what should we be doing? And people just don't know. And so they're saying to hell with it. We're just going to go and do what we think is best. And some of those things are counterproductive uh, and contradictory. My, my advice, looking at the data, talking to health experts, me and you all out there. Merry Christmas. Right. You do what you want. That's that's what I'm really about. I would encourage my old people to get the vaccine. I'd encourage you to get the vaccine. And I would encourage the old people to get a booster because you heard the study, right, from the Journal of American Medicine, which is the ability of this stuff to work just just plummets after five months. It doesn't, doesn't even work, basically. So you're going to have to be getting jabbed over and over. Basically, it seems to me we're going to have to live with this thing. And maybe Omicron. Like the flu, like the flu Charlie. Yeah. It's like the flu. Omicron is very contagious. Apparently, there's not enough studies to even be talking this shit, in my opinion, but we will. Um. No, it's it's not the plague. It's not going to kill us. It spreads. It's you know seventy times more, more infectious than the Delta variant, but it gives you like low level COVID. Maybe when we all get herd immunity, we can live with it. And Charlie, can- how about this? Let's how about this? How about do the things that we should have been doing in the first place? Wash your hands. Wipe your behind. Cover your mouth. Don't talk over people's food if you bump into them in the restaurant. I mean, just keep your germs to yourself. Wait a minute. Let's, people take you very serious in this in this planet. And, 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 and I am you very should, serious. You, you should wipe your behind and then wash your hands. Not wash your hands <laughs> and then wipe your behind. That's just some, some free medical advice. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying that to say. Keep your germs to yourself and do it like people are wearing gloves. We've talked about this before and they're touching 10 surfaces. You're cross contaminating those surfaces. Those gloves aren't doing you any good. I mean, think people, I mean, just think. And unfortunately, people are following what they see and what they hear and what they don't hear. And a lot of that is misleading. 
it's just none of this is making any sense. The minute that the governor lifted the, the, the distance rule, the six foot rule, all the stores pulled up the markers on the floor. So now people are riding on your back in line at the grocery store. Back up. Yeah, like back, you don't yeah, need to be on my heels. Back to fuck up. That, you know, just, that's what I wanted to say. Thank that, you. That's true. You're <laughs> right about that. Now let's do this again and we'll, we'll, we'll move on. All right. Here's what the data shows. And the data is not easy. They're not giving us what we want. Who's dying? Who's getting it? Vaccinate people get it at what rate, et cetera. 75% of all deaths, people 65 and over, in the last month with this huge spike, 73% of all deaths were people 65 and older. It's a real thing, and there's a real population that it's eaten on. So let's do everything for our elders that we can. And yeah, I think we got to go back to normal. That's just it. And we already are. That's it. Okay. Now, you notice I shaved my mustache? Yeah, everybody noticed that, Charlie, and they're wondering why. <laughs> because I can't afford fucking razor blades. They're stuck on the boat out the port of L.A. You know what it costs to maintain? <laughs> I would think you would just use a machete anyway. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. Real man. Real men use machete. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I don't shave. I just couldn't afford it. And I wrote a little letter to Santa, but, you know. Aww. And I'm going to play it for you, but before we do that, I want you to know. Right now, right now, you got till, this is Friday, midday. You got till Saturday at 9 p.m. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, don't bother. The Coney shipping window for the kits, 12 dogs, original chili, uh, proprietary dog, the onion, the buns, all of it. If you want it, order it now. Go online, AmericanConeyIsland.com. Don't do it at 901. It's closed. And then they're not, see there, Mark's got it right there. Look at that. And it's not in my face. Right? The original. Why, why do you guys get food every Friday and I don't? Yeah. Because like, by the way, when are you coming in here, Karen? I don't know. I'm comfortable. I don't know. Some <laughs> bullshit. But we, but we want you in here. We miss you. It just works better. Mark, you wouldn't even give me your address. Yeah, I don't I want to hear that. I emailed this it to you. Dude, if you give her uh, your One, two, address, three, you'll either get a Cody kit or some delicious some cookies from David Marcus. <laughs> Which that you are, said that you said tastes like chip Ahoy. Yeah, but they're all gone, aren't they? They're delicious. Almost as delicious as a, an American Coney Island kit. And by the way, also, this letter to Santa, this open letter, is sponsored by ADR. It's pretty simple. ADR consultants are the ones you call when you need to get something done right, get it done on time and on budget. You, they're ethical. They're smart. They know what to do. Property management, IT, permits, variances, navigating city hall. You don't want to do it on your own. You don't even, they don't even show up to work. They don't even show up to work. Everybody drawing a paycheck downtown, and nobody's there when you go there. Hmm. Right? You call ADR. ADR will handle it. IT needs, right? Letter, Cameras, everything. Letters to Santa. You can, get nice, you can get letters to Santa for Nice it. segue, I'm man. Trying to help. Listen, Santa. I didn't want to just sit here and eat. I was trying to help. <laughs> GM, if I'm your legislation to, to take all our COVID money gets bottled up, your power goes out, you don't know who to fucking call, you call ADR, 248-318-9424. You ask for Barry Ellentuck. You know why? Why? Because that's his cell phone. You say, says Barry Ellentuck. Why do I have to ask for him then? So he's always on the road. You know what he He's one of those guys. 
He's the he's the dude on the street. He he's the he's the the go guy, the construction worker, right? And the inspector, but and the cop, and the squatter, all that shit. That's the, you see that guy driving around just making stuff mm-hmm. happen. But if it's his cell phone, I can assume he's going to answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say so this is Barry Ellen Tuck. Yeah. He's not going to answer and say, I'm busy. I can't talk now. Exactly. If he you, will answer. If you call 248-318-9424 and you say, may I speak with Barry Ellentuck? He says he's not available. You know. <laughs> but he wouldn't lie. He's busy. No, it's because he's honest, oh, ethical, and else, smart. Yeah, someone else answered. ADR consultants. All right, listen. Here it is. By, uh, it's a nice little edit by Byron Goggin. The no Bullshit News Hour chief. What, what's his title again? Um, video expert. Yeah, he's just a guy. All right, so here's my... <laughs> Good guy. Now, listen, we... Wait, we have titles around here? Yes. Yeah. You're Queen B. You're Queen Zoom. Because <laughs> <laughs> you won't come in. All right, let's let it roll. Listen closely. This is for our vast audience of listeners who download this podcast wherever you get downloads at. iTunes. Google. Google. Stitcher, yeah, right. All of them, any you of them. Can also go to YouTube and and watch this. So see. for for all of you hanging the Christmas lights this weekend, it's for you, baby. Dear Santa, I know the presents will be smaller this year, and I know they'll be way more expensive. And even if you can't get them because they're stuck on a boat off the port of L.A. somewhere, I'd appreciate anything you could give me. You see, Santa, the government check stopped coming a couple months back, and I've gotten used to getting something for nothing. I'm sure the grifters and hackers in the Philippines miss their Michigan unemployment checks too, Santa. We all do. Of course, some people are still waiting for theirs. If you can't get my stuff off the boat in L.A., And please just bring me a six-pack of beer and a soft pack of cigarettes. That costs $20 and some change at the gas station now, Santa. I used a mound of pennies from the dish near the cash register for the change. If you can't bring me any stuff, Santa, then please carry my prayers to Kentucky. They're still digging out from those devastating tornadoes last week. They have yet to find all their loved ones, their businesses and homes and life streams blown to smithereens. Send them my prayer, Santa. But don't forget, we need help in Michigan, too. We suffered some blustery winds last week. No homes blew over. But somehow, three times more people in Michigan were without power than those in Kentucky. It's that bad. What will we do if we get hit by tornadoes, Santa? No, not if we get hit with tornadoes, but when. When we get hit by tornadoes. Please, Santa, don't bring us any tornadoes. Bring us some generators. The power executives aren't competent around here. So please bring us some competent power executives, Santa. Ones that serve society instead of their shareholders. The wind is blowing hard again today. We're worried. My mother once told me, people don't ask for too much. We ask for too little. Instead of peace on earth, we ask for keys to a new car. But now we can have both, Santa. We can wish for an electric vehicle and put an end to global warming. A piece of paradise parked right inside our garages of Eden. General Motors is promising an all-electric future. So please, Santa, won't you bring General Motors some more taxpayer dollars? They can never seem to get enough free money. 
Now they say they need hundreds of millions of Michigan's leftover COVID dollars to build a battery plant here. I know, Santa. I know. Jim is already the largest car maker in the United States and the largest car maker in Mexico. GM sells more cars in China than in the United States. GM makes billions in profits every year, but doesn't pay any taxes. But think of the twinkling future, Santa. Think of a sleigh pulled by a 255 kilowatt permanent magnet motor. Oh, the wonderment. So please, Santa, bring Mary Barra a tin cup and bring Governor Whitmer a silver pen so she can sign the legislation to give away our money. But nobody around here seems to know where the governor is, Santa. But I know you do. You know when she's sleeping. You know when she's awake. You know if she's taking a private jet to Florida during a pandemic, for goodness sake. <laughs> of course, you can't charge an electric vehicle during a power blackout, Santa. So maybe you should bring us those competent power executives first, come to think of it. But whatever you bring, I would appreciate it. Even a lump of coal would help. Have you seen the price of heating oil, Santa? Well, it's getting late, Papa. I look forward to your arrival. I'll leave some discount milk and an old slice of fruitcake on the mantle. Just look for the candle in the window to guide you. Because the lights are out on the tree again. Think he'll come? <laughs> Nothing like a little Christmas hope, right? It's good. Fuck yeah, that was good, man. Let's say some two-bit podcast and some couple of assholes just oh, bring beer in their basement. Hey, let's talk about beer. That was that was production. I was talking about Byron's work. Oh. No, the writing was good too. <laughs> Whipped that up yesterday in my underpants, bro. <laughs> Please, Santa, bring me some underpants. <laughs> so I can write some more. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, look, let, let's let's do this, Karen. You ready for this? Yes. You guys think I'm really smart out there. I mean, like, really super smart. Like, how does this guy know so much stuff? What is this dude? How does he know stuff? Like, how do you know stuff? Kilowatt hours. Yeah. I read other smart dude's stuff. Right? Such so, as? guess who we got? We got Super Nerd. This is the greatest guest ever. Super Nerd, Eli Gold, who's not dig, is the main author and data cruncher of the. 2021 utility performance report for the Citizens Utility Board, which uh, ranks Michigan's utilities uh, against other states' utilities on reliability and affordability. That's a mouthful. Basically, it's like this. There's like eight people in this state who give a shit and keep track of this while we're all staring up at the streetlight going, God damn, there it goes again. So I'd like to welcome to this show for five minutes, Eli. Five minutes. Don't be... You know, wonking and wanking out here, right? These people, no wanking, no wanking. our audience, <laughs> our audience is super intelligent, but like a lot of them got GEDs. You know why? They just don't got the attention span. So let's keep it simple because they're really smart. Nothing wrong with a GED. Why are you looking at me? Me? Yeah. What? No, I was communicating with Joe. You know, my brother. Yeah. Um, dropped out of uh, high school. Yes. And then he's going in the army. He's like, he's like 20, my brother, right? So he dropped out of high school and he doesn't want to get the GED. He won't do it. He's just a couple credits short. Why not? 
because he don't want the fucking GED. You know, my brother did it like 19 and a half, 20 years old. He went back and sat in high school. Really? Billy and, Madison? And fucking did it. Is that, a, is that what Billy Madison? Well, he did elementary school, but yeah. Oh. This was a real life feel good story. Are you shitting all over the well, Adam Sandler reference. That's wonderful. I think it's great. But he did that. That's, that's some good. Be- some beautiful shit. Eli Gold, bro. Hey, by the way, my brother, I won't tell you which one of them it is or if he's alive or not. But I love you and I'm proud of you. I am proud to be your brother. I will always be proud to be your brother. Okay. Eli Gold, bro, we suck. How bad does the Michigan power grid, how bad are we? Uh, we're pretty bad. We're fourth worst in the nation on what's considered the, the primary reliability index, which is the system average interruption duration index, or SADI. Um, and we're the worst in our geographic area. So bad. And if and on, <laughs> and so your if your lights go out, um, you should be able to get a credit from DTE, right? Uh, those are the rules. But here I have a few more numbers for you. Not only are the first Fourth Uh-oh. least reliable. Okay, wait. We're the um, fourth least reliable in the country, meaning our shit goes out the fourth most. Uh, meaning the average customer has their minutes out the fourth longest of any other state. Yeah. Okay. God. Go ahead. Next. Next. Okay. So, um, forty-eight thousand one hundred and nine customers could have received. Um, could have received. Money, $25, a $25 credit, not that much money for um, for having their power out for more than 16 hours under normal, normal operations. Okay, stop, stop, cut, cut. Okay, we're the fourth worst, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, where do we rank in terms of power going out during major storms? Yeah, um, that's what we're the fourth on. We're, we're, uh, we're the sixth on without major storms. Okay, we're the sixth but- worst. When, when like somebody farts, you know, like you're just sitting around having a drink in the summertime and all of a sudden the shit goes out for no reason. Sunny day and it just goes out. We're the six worst? Correct. Wow. All right. Well, the obvious question is why? Why? I want to get all the numbers first, right? Let me just finish that little, that little number there. Okay. About 50,000 people could get these credits and about half of 1% of them do. So of, you know, the over a million dollars that DTE theoretically owed customers for having their power out under normal conditions, uh, they paid out about $5,000. Uh, this is 2017, but I can't imagine. Wait, whoa, the whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just tell me that the rebates we get for being the fourth worst in the United States totaled five grand last year? Uh, 2017, mm. but the numbers are always a little. It was behind. five grand. That was the total rebate. Uh, that was for normal conditions. They're, the numbers are slightly different for other conditions, uh, but but you know. So we got good. five. We got five grand back when the wind yep. blew and our customers what got the their f- five grand back. Oh wow! Okay, where's our cost? What is our cost rank per kilowatt hour? Thank you. Very much. Um, it's not good. We're the again. We're the worst in the area. So in the region, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, we are. Uh, the highest. Uh, now, the Northeast, California, Alaska, they're higher than us still, but basically in our neighborhood, we're the worst. Okay, what about, that's really bad because, you know, Indiana is, you know, living, yeah. let live, and, and Minnesota's kind of eco-groovy and shit. What about just nationwide? 
yeah, like I said, nationwide. Um, again, there's a handful of states in the Northeast, New tenth. York, whatever. We're tenth. That are worse than us. Yeah. Tenth. I know your work okay. better than you know your work. We're tenth most expensive, and the fourth, fourth worst. Oh. Let's just let that sink in. Okay. Now, okay. Mark, ask your question. Well, I, can I ask for another number too? When when we are without power, do they get it back on time? Because you know you see line workers busting their yeah, ass. Yeah, where, where do we rank yeah. in terms of getting so it back? We're on? we're even worse on that fact, right? <laughs> uh, right. Uh, we're we're third worst on that. At least these numbers for 2019. We don't get 2020 numbers for a little while. It's all behind a little. But we were the third worst in 2019, and. That's and we were we so that is to say we had fewer outages. We were 14th worst in number of outages. How often the power goes out, but uh, but it takes them forever to get it back on. Yeah. Okay. Now the question is, why is it so bad, Eli? Okay. So th th there's Wait, normal pause, factors. Pause. Pause. See this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy's fucking amazing. Oh, I love him. Yeah. This is the dude. I want to you know bookmark what you're going to say. I just want to thank you on behalf of all of us. For keeping track of shit. Power is life and death. Absolutely. Correct. So thank you, Eli. And Go the, whole, the whole report's online, too, for anyone who yeah, wants to Yeah, give the website real quick. 147 uh, pages. Is there a website in particular, Eli, you would want people to go to? Oh, oh yeah. Um, the Citizens Utility Board of Michigan. I don't know what their URL is. Okay. CitizensUtilityBoardOfMichigan.org. CubofMichigan.org. There's a lot of graphs. You don't got to read all 147 pages. Eli, go ahead. You were saying. Why does it suck so bad? All right. So, you know, there, there's <laughs> factors you can't control. We're in the north. Uh, we got a lot of trees. We got a lot of wind, right? Mm -hmm. That brings power lines down. So we're, the north is always going to be So is Washington State. Than, than, some, than some states, than, than the kind of southeast, whatever. However, we're still the worst in our region and other states with lots of trees. So <laughs> I would say... So, th so that's the underlying reason. But then the, the next reason is, is the utilities do not are not really incentivized to <laughs> uh, promote reliability. That's the basic reason. The economics aren't there. They don't they don't make more or less money if if they're more reliable. They get yelled at by us. But unless um, unless the regulators or the state uh, legislates or the MPSC mandates um, that their economic incentives would uh i'm letting them wonk out here okay them pause you're wonking out you're wonking out yeah okay, okay. We, are we cutting the trees as we should be eli oh. no no but look can i ask two questions yes. one of course Tariq has a question about how many days on average are we lacking power in michigan and how does that rate with other states but then we had another are these underground are the other wait, states wait, wait. pause pause question number one <laughs> All right. Is, is ask it again. In terms of the number of days that we're out of power in Michigan, how do we rank and do um and does that how does that rate with other states? That's the first question. Okay. In terms of the number of days that we're without power annually. Right. So so that that first number I gave, so that fourth worst with major event days, the, and that number is five 2019. This is 2019 was 555 minutes for every customer. So that's close to 10 hours per customer. Wow. And what does okay. that rank? Um, now those are normally concentrated. You know, some people are going to be without for a bunch of days. Some people. Right. Where does that rank on. Eli? That's fourth worst. That's fourth worst. Okay. Now Florida, like you're talking about the South, they get hurricanes and Louisiana gets hurricanes and Alabama gets hurricanes and North Carolina gets hurricanes. And yet 
we got more hours being out than the hurricane alley in this country. Is this correct? Most of the time. God. I mean, it changes year to year. But damn yeah. it. I mean, gosh, darn it. It is the season. Wow. So what about po power lines? Are, are we one of the few states or how do we rank in terms of our lines being above ground? I keep hearing conversation about yeah. their, you know, underground wires. And I mean, how so does that? Generally, we, we underground wires in urban areas because um, there's just nowhere, no way for them to be above ground. But as you get out into more rural areas, um, it's just too expensive to underground everything. So okay. you can kind of rank that more by how urban a uh, a state is, you know, how urban the population is, how many people live in rural areas. Pause, um, pause, reliability there. pause. As a guy that lived in L.A., that got Santa Ana winds, Chirac goes off the desert, 80 mile an hour winds on the clock every year in the fall. The power lines are above ground. The power lines in Michigan forever have been above ground. So don't let them fool you about burying this stuff. They're not it's maintaining. Not it's too expensive. Yeah, they're not maintaining the grid. It's too expensive. We're broke as a joke here. And the fact of the matter, Eli, let's see if I'm right here. In Michigan, it's a monopoly, right? This this power co company, basically. You know, they got consumers, you got DTE, you got a couple small munis. But basically, most of us are getting it from a monopoly that investors, right? It's traded on wall street and they're guaranteed a return guaranteed a return on their stock. Is this correct? Yeah. Okay. So we're taking money that could be put back into the system. And instead we're paying investors. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Now, I mean Go People ahead. have to make money, but uh, I think the return on equity is too high, right? It's not that they shouldn't, the company shouldn't be able to make any money. It's that they shouldn't be able to make 10% without having any kind of uh, performance-based. They should make less money if they do a bad job. You hear that, folks? They're guaranteed more or less, more or less, a 10% profit. A 10% profit is guaranteed to anybody that owns our power company stock while we're sitting here in the fucking dark. You want to talk about being the governor, any of you. We want this addressed, and we want it addressed now. This is basic stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not normal. This is not normal. These roads are not normal. These bridges are not normal. Poisoning of water systems is not normal. Power going out is not normal. It's not normal. You are the best people in America. Michigan, no offense to our friends in California and New York. I love you too. But man, you got to know the soul of Michigan. We just don't know how fucked it is. Turn, turn it on, people. I never understood why a public utility can be traded. Um, but my other question is, and this is just because just it happened to me on Saturday without power for six hours driving away and around the neighborhood and heard an ad from DTE ballyhooing what a great job they've done trimming trees and saving money by buying gas last year do they have to advertise what's the point of advertising i can't switch my power company eli what's the point of advertising that is a very good question and i've i think basically they're starting to reckon with the fact that that their public image uh could be a problem because the fact is the regulators and the legislators can do stuff right they can pass bills to force them to they do won't. certain things the regulators can 
be a little bit more aggressive. And when the public starts to get involved in in that type of, uh, you know, process, uh, there could be problems for them. So, okay. so basically they, they just want to keep up their public image. If you could all do me a favor, is ever watching on Facebook and you're just doing comments, can I, can I get a flurry of fix the shits? <laughs> can I get a flurry of fix the shit? Type it in there. Fix the shit. Fix the you shit. You got a flurry of it's not normal. Everybody's telling us about what's not normal. They're talking about the issues in schools aren't normal. The roads aren't normal. The lack of leadership isn't normal. When you said, you know, this isn't normal. But I mean, the... <laughs> This is this is this is very disappointing. I mean, uh, but I think that they are advertising, dare I say it, um, as we see the impact that a positive public campaign has had on the perception of the city of Detroit, you can almost buy public opinion. And I think that they're investing uh, in that. It, it's because it people feel good uh, and they forget about the woes. Well, it's because yeah, we don't got guys. nothing. That's, well, exactly. So, I mean, but that's what's happened with everybody's us. Everybody's willing state. to take a check. Like, hey, folks, our biggest city went bankrupt. That doesn't happen anywhere. They took everything away. They took everything away. And they're cannibalizing what's left. Your power grid's for profit, and you don't profit. GM doesn't pay taxes, and yet we're going to build them a plant. We got hockey arenas that don't give us $1 back. For the twenty million dollars we give them a year, it's this. We're some kind of lab experiment. This shit isn't normal. This is a fucking holiday gift for you. It's not. Go and look at this report. Get yourselves ready. It's an election season. We want this addressed. We also want the schools addressed. We want the roads addressed. Regarding power, Eli, what do they spend on lobbying? I mean, they're spending oh, they're spending money yeah. there. What was that? Was in the middle of ranting? Oh, I thought you were done. All right, good. Give me something else to rant about. <laughs> Lobbying. How much? How much money do they pay these let these people that could fix the shit and fix the issue? What are they? What are they paying for them? How close are they? Uh, I, I don't have that number in front of me. Okay, Strike. I'll put it to you Strike this that way. From the record, but, over know, oh, let me say it because again, I'm informed. Over ninety percent <laughs> of the legislators in Lansing are getting some kind of money. From the power company. Oh, there you go. They got caught out. They got caught out for having other funds that were paying. Just Google it. We won't go into... Wow, okay. Yeah, dude, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Now, Eli, final question here. The shit falls down. We're the fourth worst. Then we got all kinds of line workers coming from all over the country. God bless the line workers. We pay a shitload in overtime. How do we pay for that? What's the... They do they budget for that or do they come ask how do how do we pay for the unexpected? Yeah, I mean mostly they <laughs> uh, goes in people's utility bills, um, and who gets you know who who pays the biggest portion of that uh, is a matter for the MPSC, but basically it gets put back into your utility bills. Okay, so, so let me let, let, it, which, which DTE right. let me put it like this. See, am I am I incorrect here? What they do is. Okay, it cost us uh, $20 million in overtime to get these lines back up. What the, what the power companies do is they go to the utility commission board and they say, it cost us this much last year, so we need to raise rates to recuperate that money because we have to pay 10% to Wall Street, right? So your rates go up every year paying for what happened last year. Is this right? Basically. 
Basically, look at me. Look at me, the dancing redneck. Look at me, I know stuff. Man, you taught me to read Eli's bullshit. Where'd you go to college, Eli? I have a lot of degrees. I know. Tell Three us. I got Michigan public, Michigan public policy, Ford School public policy. All right. Look at this guy. Yeah, go blue. Look at this guy. This guy could be making fuckloads on Wall Street. But he's sitting there in a Banana Republic, you know, Salvation Army t-shirt. <laughs> Why, dude? Why don't you just sell out, make some money like the rest of these clowns? I'm trying. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so Eli's for sale. Charlie, Charlie, somebody could say the same thing about you. Why don't, you don't sell out. You're, you're in the lower level. You're, sh you're, you're giving information to truth that nobody else wants to acknowledge. So you guys are kindred spirits. Yeah, because this is uh, like, one, I'm pissed. Two, it's fun. It's fun taking on the man. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, suits. Hello, John Vaughn. Yeah, we're going to fight the suits. Going to fight them. And I love suits. I love suits that are competent. You need suits. So it ain't, we just don't need as many lawyers, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do not go to college and get a uh, humanities degree. You know what that means. You're going to law school. We just don't need it. <laughs> well, I got an MFA before I got a master of public policy. <laughs> so, you know. fine arts. <laughs> you, you know, no, that's not what that is. What is that? It's like a motherfucking A. That is a, a motherfucking A. Motherfucking A. a. <laughs> what kind of art? Somebody sent a link to us uh, from all the board of directors for DTE. It is quite interesting what their stock awards are, their cash out. It's, it's quite it, I'm going to this. Rip it real quick. Go ahead, throw a few names. No, it's, it's too much. It's something. It's, it, you just you just have to read give me it. give There's me top head. three names in there. Go ahead. It's a well, I'm already at the bottom now, Charlie. I mean, I'm I'm re I'm trying to read through it, but I'll, I'm going to retweet this out, and I want to thank the 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 listener uh, who did it. These are their their salaries. Uh, let me see. Let me get to the top one. It is David Brandon, Chairman and CEO from Toys R Us. This board member earned uh, two hundred seventy thousand three hundred five dollars, including a cash salary. Uh, Frank Fountain um, is the, the second one. Charles McClure, managing partner for Michigan Capital Advisors. Uh, Gail McGovern, she's with American Red Cross. American Red Cross. Mm. Connect the dots, you guys. Mark Murray from Meyer. Uh, yeah, you got to look at this. this James just a, Nicholson. And this James Nicholson, what was he getting? Uh, let's see. James Nicholson, he earned $281,994. Including a cash salary, U.S. Uh, 146, five stock awards of 130, and other compensation of about 5,500. And this is just this is just the board of directors. This, what, what is the this, board? Is, this is isn't the chief executive officer. No. This isn't the president. This isn't the chief no. operating officer. No, this is the board. <laughs> what a cake gig, man! What a bullshit, man! Hey guys, you're in trouble. Cause we we know Eli now. Yeah. Okay, everybody. That was Eli is my Christmas present to you. That's the dude. Wow. That's the dude. Hey, brother, I just want to say, you can hang if you like. I just want to say thanks for doing the work. Seriously. Thanks for having me on. Because it really, puts, really puts some stuff behind this. Mm -hmm. So when the power goes out today, they're going to the board. And this, I'm going to give Nestle some love. I'm going to give the Attorney General, Dana Nestle, some love. All right. Because as badly as she's fucked up Flint and everything, she takes on these energy companies. They wanted, I, I, I forget which companies, consumers or DTE, they wanted a $180 million rate increase. She fought them, and the thing is going to be $90 million. Okay. Okay? Beautiful stuff. That's what we're looking for. That's, that's pretty good. 
Got to give it. I'm going to give it. They can hire a few more board members. Yeah, I'm going to give that. That is that is a fact. So you Crazy. Gotta, <laughs> unbelievable. Hmm. I'm Santa. Santa. Bring me a competent power executive. Santa. But it's not even competency, Charlie. The thing about it is, is that this is how this is set up. So whoever comes in is not going to deconstruct something that they benefit from. It's, just, it's not set up to benefit the people that it's supposed to serve. Yep. That's what we keep saying about everything. Yep, everything. Now, hey, folks out there, if you could, you know, type it in there, let me know. Karen will let us know. Did you find this useful? Did you find okay. this segment useful to get you some knowledge? Because we, DTE doesn't advertise in this program. We won't take that money. I hope, did, did, are they finding it useful? Well, they, they love Eli. Uh, they think the information was helpful. They said it was quite valuable. So we'll see. And everybody did your FTS. They called out to fix the stuff, as you asked. <laughs> we certainly appreciate that. So they're letting, they're letting us know. And like Charlie said, we have very intelligent listeners. They give us insight, information, and questions to help round out you know, the conversation. So I, I thank them as well. And don't forget, we're on this thing. You guys will remember last winter, I think you know, early this year in the winter, Red was out there when all the gas was out. Yep. Yep. This is important to us. We're trying to do it the best we can. It's not a huge newsroom, but we got guys, we got friends of the, of the program like Eli Gold. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that. Good work. You can stay. Thank you. Let me do Happy this. Happy holidays, Eli. And Happy let me do this. Line workers in this state obviously are the best in the country. The busiest, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And I want to mention a few names of those that, that died in the line of work. Those restoring your power who died of electrocution this year alone. On the left here is Jesse Record. 38 years old, a lineman for Great Lakes Energy, was electrocuted on September 7th near Baldwin. He leaves behind a wife and six children. In the middle is Oswald Moore, 61-year-old DTE lineman who died on June 29th on Detroit's west side from electrocution. He leaves a wife, Cheryl, four children, and eight grandchildren. And on the right is Joel Wazinski, 41 years old, an underground line splicer who was electrocuted October 17th near Brighton. He, as you can see, was a Marine who served honorably in Iraq. Wisniewski uh, leaves behind a wife and three children. You are not forgotten. We are grateful. And all you out there working your ass off this holiday season, thank you. I wish your bosses were more competent. Let's give that a minute. Now, give me some music. Uh, what kind of music would you like? Oh, Luke, 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 Luke. oh yeah, our favorite music. There we go. Think about it. There's an investment opportunity. DTE sounds like a winner to me. Can't lose. Sounds like some guaranteed returns. Stock trading at, Mark. What? I was asking, Mark, what's the stock trading at? Uh, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll ask Luke. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just call 248-663-4748. Say, what up, though, Luke? What's DTE going for? They specialize in security. Yes, they do. That's what they do. That's what exactly what they do. Grow your assets. Annuities, individual retirement accounts, college savings plans. Don't put everything on black. 
Don't put it all on red and definitely don't put it on green. Diversify. Get a financial plan tailored to your needs and your personality and your dreams. That's Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Matter of fact, tell me King, stop by. <laughs> After all the ham talking about the Royal, Royal Alliance Association. You know what else? Maybe you want to get some solar panels on the roof. Hey, there you go. Want to get off the grid. Yeah. They're available, Charlie. You can't get anything. Everything is behind. You can order it. You can they order will it. your payments in full. Okay. And then you wait. Which begs the question, where can you loosen up some money to put mm. solar panels on your house? Transition. Maybe, maybe the value of the house. Some, All financial. <laughs> right there. You think you think about getting off the grid, putting some solar panels on? Time to get smart? Yeah. Think about refinancing. Save yourself two payments a year. That's 866-CALL-HALL. Or go to the website, callhallfirst.com. One more time, 866-CALL-HALL. Or callhallfirst.com. Do it now. Rates are still near yeah. or at historic lows. Better do it now. I believe it's a free appraisal weekend, too. It is. There you go. Yeah. So what does that mean, bro? Uh, you can get a free appraisal this weekend. <laughs> right? What, Isn't what it is, self-explanatory? No. What's an appraisal? Well, you know. What's an appraisal? What's an appraisal? When they uh, check out your house to make sure the value of what someone is offering is on par for what it's worth. So if you want to refi or you want to buy a house, you have they, to have will, appraised. they will appraise it. It just costs a couple hundred bucks. So, the, so the bankers will, it's a vouch that, that this house is worth what you're saying it is. Yeah, to and, avoid scams. And, and, and that usually costs you 750 bucks, $1,000? Yeah. And Hall's going to pay for that for you. Uh, this weekend. Any strings attached? Do you do you, do you have to take a mortgage from them? Uh, call Hall first. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, no, listen. I don't know. I knew you were going to eventually keep asking questions I didn't have an answer to. Oh, but we're honest here, but that's, yeah. that's what you do when you ask. David is a friend of the program. You're going to get the answer. You know what I suspect? What? I suspect, no, you're not tied into having the fucking... Pull the trigger on anything. There's only one way to find out, though. You call 866-CALL-HALL or go to uh, callhallfirst.com. Beautiful. Thousands of five-star reviews. Lots of them. Yep. And Mark's one of them, and I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Charlie. I know why Karen brought up what? solar panels and generators. How's your generator coming on? You get it yet? Yeah. It has not. It has not arrived yet. We've been waiting almost two months. They, but that was just. I was just saying they took all the money and said, "Oh, we'll get it to you soon." It's been almost two months. You're never getting it. It's all fucked up. Please, let's yeah, go, Brandon. <laughs> You're never getting it. But you know, Charlie, I want to go back to something for a second. You know, we were talking about the line workers and everybody responded accordingly and, and, and that kind of thing. Just this season, I want everybody to kind of pay attention to the people that are normally overlooked. The person that answers the phone, the person that opens the door. Um, I, I was in, in a store and somebody had gone in the restroom and just really made a mess. And one of the what? salespeople had been charged to go in and clean it up. She said, we have to share this restroom with the customers. And I just quietly slipped her some money. I said, here, have lunch on me. And I said, you know, I appreciate it. Take the time and show folks just a little bit of appreciation and courtesy because there are a lot of people out here doing things that ultimately make it easier for all of us that really get no attention, no shine, not adequate compensation. You know, we, we think about, you know, tipping folks at, at Starbucks, but look at the other people that are doing things too. If you can, you know, 
just kind of say thank you in whatever way is appropriate for you. Beautiful. Fuck them. <laughs> no, Charlie. <laughs> job, motherfucker. We got the Hannah. Hey, guess what? Yeah. I showed up to work today. Give me five bucks. Fuck you, man. No, Charlie. Back to work. Charlie. What? No. You're right. No. I mean, no. you know, but I, I, you remember the driver down there in Florida, Vinny, man. A really cool dude. I yeah. tipped that guy big. Had to listen to his marriage problems. Had to listen to talk to his wife. You know, bought him a cocktail. <laughs> And then next day he picks me up all glowy and smiley. He got laid. <laughs> and I'm like, that's your tip, motherfucker. That was his tip. I ain't tipping you big again. Well, you you tip, got tip you big one. You in a way that you could, and it benefits. So that's fine. I said tip in any way that's appropriate for you. Oh, he gave his wife some tip. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Next Merry subject. <laughs> all right. Now, listen. We don't look, man. You know we, you know we can get just about anybody we want on this program. But Eli was just better. That's honesty, right? This is not a program you go to to dump your PR points. We just don't play it, do we, Karen? Nope, not at all. This is not the place for that. Karen's the queen of what you're doing. Karen knows all that bullshit. How many numbers you got in your phone, Karen? Uh, probably about three thousand. Three? I have two. I have two phones, so about Whoa. three thousand. See, Karen's the kind like if if you like you broke into her car and stole her phone and you opened that phone, and yeah. you'd be like, "Fuck, I better take this back to this person's too important to, to the police precinct." <laughs> Shit, I'm in trouble with this, this person. Phone. Knows too many important people. Man, that motherfucker's kryptonite, man. Do not <laughs> fuck with Karen's phone or her car, which mm -hmm. she parks ass in first in the driveway so she can be seeing you. Ooh. Quick oh, getaway. Right. And she carries. Right. Don't fuck with this chick. This, you got to be the one of the most spectacular women I've ever known. Well, hey, I mean, as somebody geez. pointed out, not according to Cranes. <laughs> you know, they make a list of the most influential people. Uh, and somebody called and said, Karen, why aren't you on that list? I said, I don't want to be on anybody's list. Whose list? Nobody, they, had, they had a list of 100 most influential women in the city. Cranes, Detroit business. What's that? Exactly. But my thing is this. You should never know the extent or the depth of your reach or my reach or influence until I have to use it. I'm not one to stand up and talk about who I know, what I've done. You function very quietly, efficiently, effectively, and for the greater good. That's it. Hmm. Damn. What's Cranes? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Shit. You probably got to pay to get on that list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, they had ads, but it was crazy though. It was great. it was crazy. I don't get into accolades and all that stuff. I really don't. I don't need somebody else to tell me. I just don't. I think there's a lot more truth to what you just said there too. Yeah, I, I just don't. paying to be on influential lists. Oh boy, right? Maybe not direct payments, but there are. Uh, yeah. So some politicians, you know, they're all afraid over here because you got it. Because you know, I know. You know, I know. You know. Remember when we went out to uh, what the was the old. Chairman of the board of DTE. Well, remember we sent Chicken Joe out there. Yeah, Jerry uh -huh. Anderson, and we sent Joe to his house in Ann Arbor, <laughs> where the power was on, and he's out there in the chicken outfit. That'd be enough to make me fix this. Come on, motherfuckers, fix it. We're coming. Because people want it. So anyway, what you do? It's real simple. You all know it. Like CNN's got their people. Fox has their people, and you know what kind of questions you're gonna get. So here's one from. The mayor that nobody around town in Detroit seems to find. Here's Mayor Mike Duggan on Bloomberg. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so this is like New York 
pretending like they actually know what's going on in business. Listen to this laundry bag of a man talk shit. Listen to this one. Ford Motor Company uh, is renovating the long abandoned train station. They're going to bring 5,000 employees and contractors uh, who will be designing the electric and automated vehicles of the future just down the street. They want to know where's the talent pool coming from to compete with Tesla, to compete with China. Uh, a mile or two away, General Motors has Factory Zero, where they're building the electric uh, Hummers and Silverados in the city of Detroit. Stellantis just opened a new Jeep plant that I know they will go electric to in the near future. We have Waymo installing self-driving uh, vehicle systems in the city of Detroit. Uh, and, and then you start to look at the financial side, the entrepreneurial side. We are going to have a University of Michigan graduate program right here in the city that's going to feed the talent uh, to the companies of the future. Yeah, so to, perfect. To get some real answers, uh, we'd like to welcome back to the program uh, fake Mayor Mike Duggan. Are you with us, sir? Hey, everybody. Good to be here. <laughs> so let me just unpack that a little bit, what, what just you just said, or your doppelganger just said on Bloomberg. First of all, this University of Michigan Innovation Center that you just unveiled this week is going to be a $300 million building that was supposed to be someplace else, and the financing fell through, and then they just moved it over towards a hockey arena. But as I understand it, there's only $100 million raised of the $300 million needed. And the guy that raised the $100 million is a billionaire, and he says he can't find any more money. Are we really going to get a fucking innovation center, or are you just talking shit? Well, I, I think we're going to get an innovation center this time, uh, only because of uh, who it's for, you know? Think about who that uh, jail was for, right? Like, uh, like we really give a fuck about it. Uh, you know, jail was for all the people in the community. This is for all the guys that go to... Good schools from good communities want to go to graduate school. I see. Uh, now we're talking about this GM plant. The, the only reason that GM plant's there is because the state of Michigan's give, giving General Motors $3 billion in cash. And part of the deal is you got you to gotta do something in Detroit. And the Ford thing over there at the old train station we the people are paying $250 million of the $750 million budget on that shit. So how do we really win with this, sir? I mean, you know, you promised me 10,000 jobs at the new Jeep plant, and they've only got 4,000 jobs. How, how do we actually make money on this shit? Well, we're, we're going to make all kinds of money, Charlie. It's all about how you define we, okay? I got a real, real uh, finite list on uh, what constitutes we, and like, uh, we're we're gonna do just fine with all this. Trust me, okay. So don't even worry about it. There you go, Karen. Any <laughs> questions for fa <laughs> fake? Name. I'm almost at a loss, Charlie. But you know, listen to two things that he said. It depends on who these things are going to benefit, and what is the mutual definition of we. His definition of we and our definition of we are completely two different things, and that's why we don't benefit. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> been your spokesperson <laughs> now sir listen crime is out of control still you don't really say much about it uh, i want to play a clip here from the san francisco mayor london breed who ran on defunding the police and you know taking it easy on criminals and loosening things up a little bit here's what she had to say recently and it's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city it is time for it to come to an end and it comes to an end 
when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more aggressive with the changes in our policies, and less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. We are gonna turn this around. This is a city that has a population of less than one million people with an over $12 billion budget. The residents of this city have been extremely generous in providing us with the resources we need to make a difference. And now, the priorities we need to make must be to protect them, must be to turn things around in their neighborhoods. When you are in a room full of people, I would say probably anywhere between 90 and 95 percent of folks could raise their hand and say that either their car has been breaking into, broken into, or they've been a victim in some capacity or another. That is not okay. That is not acceptable. Mr. Mayor, that's honest talk. Mm-hmm. How come yep. you don't speak honestly about any of the crime in this city? Well, yeah, I just thought of a joke really quick. Okay, the, the district that's that's been uh, getting all tore up with crime in uh, San Francisco is Tenderloin, right? What do you get when you combine London Breed with Tenderloin? I don't know. London Royal. <laughs> Did you okay, work on yeah. that one all morning, Mr. Mayor? Did you know that question was coming? Uh, there's been no bullshit news hour. I knew we were talking about this, so yeah, it just sort of yeah, it was it had been simmering over for a little while. What's you know? what's and, the plan for crime, sir? We went bankrupt to improve public safety. We don't have it. Look, Charlie, it cracks me up. I mean, it really makes me laugh. You know, you give her a cookie for talking some real shit about crime. You know, like boy, oh boy, like how low the bar has become. Because like, like it's easy. You know, just to talk about something, then you got to be about it, right? You think it's easy selling woke to people as a 65-year-old powerful white dude? I can't be saying shit like that because all of a sudden it becomes real then. And I got to do the uh, referee. I can't even say that word. I I, I detest it like a sickness, like 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 a blasted COVID bug. You know, don't talk about it. You don't have to be about it. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. Want to be starting something? Start saying it. No, thanks. Oh, boy. That's a mayor I could get behind right there, man. Listen, listen, real Mike, you fake fuck. This guy, this guy got something. Sir, will you be running for governor? I'm running for president, motherfucker. (laughs) Couldn't do worse, man. Man, we've had a string of shit. What's the future look like? If you get you you got your crystal snowball, what's the future look like for the city? Uh, I, uh last time I was there, I was there uh, <laughs> right, right before Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, it, was, it, was, uh, it was looking okay. <laughs> I, I felt pretty good. Uh, just generally, the bar moves little by little, and I was feeling okay last time I was in town. You know. But, so, uh, what what are you doing to 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 uh, make make the census? And I'm going to say right, but I mean aligned with your narrative because the numbers are down. Uh, everybody's talking about your uh, comments yesterday. What's the plan? Yeah, murders up, populations down. How do you? What's the plan, bro? Just got to keep pounding it. 
God, I gotta, gotta keep pounding that narrative. It doesn't really matter what actually happens. <laughs> oh, Uncle Sam's gonna say, oh, sorry, Mike, we'll fix it, you know? I mean, look at that data from all your paid spokespeople. I mean, professors. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll turn that right around, and, we'll, and then we'll give you that, uh, you know, a few million dollar, extra dollars that, that you're just going to turn around and give to Dan and, and Mike and all the other guys. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to happen. See, all that matters is we say, you know, we say some stuff that gets out there. We tweet it. We do whatever. Point. We got our, like. But dozens of uh, communications experts uh, got there and they put it out there. And that's that's what You do. You've yeah, got I, you've got a gen, You've got basically got a, a whole department of propaganda. I want to ask you one more question. Uh, convicted child molester Charles Pugh is getting out of prison next week. I don't know if he's got a place to stay. You got any spare room in the Manugian Mansion? <laughs> oh yeah, well, we got we got a couple extra rooms there. The uh, the room that, that I have for Doctor for Doctor Mona. Uh, that's, that's obviously free now where we can share a room. So uh, we're good. He's got, he can stay here if he wants, but only him. Only him. Oh! That's, all I'm That's all I'm saying. Only him. Do you know why Charles Pugh's pants never really fit him? Why they're always a little bit too tight? Do you know why that is, sir? I do not. Uh, it's because they weren't his. Oh! oh. Fucking pedophiles! I hate them. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, we got a, we got someone on the phone. You might want to wait. Uh, is he on? Is Bill yeah, on? He should be. Here. I'm on. Yeah. Hey, I'm Bill, here. how are you, brother? Uh, I'm good. Charles, How about yourself, pal. What do I What did I do to deserve this dishonor? I mean, uh, this. <laughs> everybody's a fucking comedian. This is uh, every ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Cycling. This is one of the deepest men I know in the profession of law. This is a man who wouldn't let it rest. You remember Charles Pugh was grooming kids in the schools, and then when he got caught, he took off to New York, and Bill wouldn't let it rest, and he brought him to justice. Bill, what are your feelings about Charles Pugh getting out after five years? It was five to 15. Did he serve enough time? Um, well, you know, it, <laughs> it always depends on your point of view. Let me, instead of look, talking about my feelings about it, let me tell you what my client and my client's mother uh, said to me just last week about this issue. Um, their, their views are that they hope, and these are people of great grace, far more grace than I have, um, they hope that he's received counseling and some kind of rehabilitation, and that's one of the purposes of the criminal justice system, though we seldom achieve it, um, and, that, and that no matter what his sexual predilections are that he won't do this to young people anymore, um, and that uh, and that he won't harm any more young people. Uh, my personal feeling is that I don't think that that's something Charlie uh, that uh, uh, that he can control. That he his desires to be with younger men uh, overwhelmed him. It certainly controlled his life. Look, he, he you know. Uh, if we had not brought Charles Pugh down, the fact of the matter is, he, you know, you were joking about, can he go to the Manugian Mansion? He probably would have been in the Manugian Mansion, right? Ooh, yeah. uh, he, he would have. He would have, been, he would have been doing what he was doing from that platform. So, um, you know, can he control himself? This is a, this is a real serious problem. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he can. I, I think that... Um, his technique will have to change because he used to do it 
uh, with money and influence and status. And he doesn't have that anymore. Um, and if he does, I'm going to take it from him because he still owes my client a lot of money. That's what I was going to ask about a I quarter. Did, I, li- I like to hear that. Quarter of a million, I believe he owed. Has he paid any of it? Uh, yes, but a nominal amount. I mean, a really nominal amount. He made one payment. Let me put up a one pi- payment. Let wow. me put up a picture here. This is Charles Pugh's mugshot from not too long ago after serving five years in an all-male institution. He's smiling. He looks happy. Yeah, you know, I, it, listen, I, I'm going to be serious for a moment. Um, this is not something that I can joke about. And for me, this has never been about his sexuality. Uh, uh, there's another guy serving... Let me, let me pause you there for a second, dude. Let me, let me just make, make sure we, we get this correct, okay? Yep. No, it's not about sexuality and your preference of who you want to love. Right. But a grown man preying on 14-year-old girls is a fucking pedophile. Right? Well, listen, I... I, I and, and it's that's, not that's about that. It's about abusing guy. children. I got a guy right now who gets no press coverage like this who's spending the exact same period of time, five and a half to 15, in prison because he raped a 15-year-old girl multiple times. He was a manager of a Burger King restaurant and did this to her multiple times using that position of power and authority. This is not, you know, we we can make the gay jokes, you know, all all you want, but the fact of the matter is that any time any adult takes advantage of a minor, they do horrific damage. I've represented way too many of these kids, and I've stayed in contact with virtually all of the kids I've represented. And some of them do better, some of them do worse, but not, it doesn't go away with any of them. So let me make not this. any of them. Let me make this point about our children. We get a lot of lip service to what they need and what we're going to do. You can look at Oxford, you can talk about mental health. We we are looking at the University of Michigan. We looked at Michigan State. We talk and we talk and we talk, and yet nothing's ever put in place to protect kids. Well, it, it, it's worse than that, Charlie. It, we know what to do, yes, and we're not doing it. We we simply give lip service to it. We don't mean it. I've said this time and time again. We say that kids are our most important asset. We can't. Can I? Can I drop the f bomb here? You can do whatever the we fuck you want. <laughs> we can't fucking mean that because we don't ever do anything. I mean, if You're if right. we didn't do anything after uh, after the Stony, uh, Stony Sandy Hook, it's Sandy Hook uh, school shooting. If we refuse to do anything to protect our youngest kids in our school from gun violence and said, no, the maintaining of guns is too important, we're not going to do anything about that, then we can't mean it when we say we value our children. And let me bring- if we don't do anything to protect the kids in school who are being sexually molested, right. we can't mean it. Right, and it's important to remember that's where Mr. Pugh was grooming children was in the schools. 
but Charlie, Charlie, he wasn't just doing it there. He was. How about Channel Two? Well, I've seen his personnel mm-hmm. file. Mm-hmm. And so, at, his ra- you know, at, the radio, at the radio station, I just want to throw this out there. Amen. There were people who knew what was going on. And to me, they are just as guilty because they did not say or do anything. They wanted to have a conversation behind the scenes about it, but nobody wanted to come forward and and put him in his place. There were tons of people. Okay, that knew. I'm going to jump in there and go. They're not just as guilty. They're complicit. But all the guilt rests with this man. If you well, see somebody no, visiting no, with no, a child, no, Charlie, Charlie, you speak Charlie, up. No, that can't be true, Charlie. That simply can't be true. Let me tell you, I, I've said this before. First of all, when I said um, this was the worst kept secret in Detroit, I got excoriated by some people in the press for saying that. Because, oh, we heard rumors, <laughs> but we didn't know. <laughs> all nonsense. Of course they knew. Everybody they knew. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew. They yeah. knew. And That's I'll, I'll never forgive, I, Bill, I'll never forgive the press when the young man stepped forward and they parked their news trucks on his fucking lawn. You know, well, about, uh, his, his, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's where I'm going. The real hero in this story that, that only took abuse and never got any credit was his mother. Because this young man would have stayed silent. This, this mother said, no, not with my son and not with anybody else's son. Never going to happen. And she did. She called Ross Jones one night. Ross Jones followed the story. He, Ross almost believed Charles Pugh. Ross stuck with the story. She hired an attorney. Ultimately, they got to me. And, and we decided, because I must have made about a buck and a quarter an hour working on that case, we decided... The case, the issue, was more important than any amount of money, and we stuck with it. And I, I, I can't tell you the number of victims that I interviewed. I can't tell you the number of victims that I talked to who would not come forward. They were terrified. This was a man of great power Remember, and great influence. Wow. And they trashed this kid's mother they on did. the Internet. They did. They, they wrote stories her about her. Everywhere you could... I mean, you you want to study gaslighting? This this is it. They went after her in ways that were unbelievable. I remember they went after her like divorce, and I, I remember. I remember. Yep. Do you remember? And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this kind of murky but specific. I worked with you as well. Remember when I went to New York yep. to go find the cat? Yep. And you had a private eye tailing the guy. And he's staying at a prominent cable news personality's apartment. I'll take the fifth. Okay. Or I'll drink a fifth, one of the two. Yeah, that's what I had to do. And then I cornered that personality. By the time I got back to Detroit, that news director from the big cable concern had called my news director and everything got quashed. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is that person on cable news still? Let me just put it this way. I don't like pedophiles. It's nope. something personal to me. I'm from a family. I, I, I know what they do to people. Bill, I want to back up here. Yep. No, I wasn't making any gay jokes because very many people in my family are gay. I've grown up with them since I have memories. 
You can love who you want. I'm just trying to dog this motherfucker, smiling for his mugshot in prison. No, what the fuck you did? You haven't apologized. Well, and and look at it, 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 it. here's here's the problem. Here here's one of the problems. There was no doubt in my mind that this guy was going to get out as soon as early as he could. And the reason is he's charming. He acts charming. He's believable. He could uh, during the middle of his deposition, and I think I took th- three days worth of depositions from this guy. I began to worry. I wonder if he can sell this bullshit to the to the jury. He he sounds so credible, flying through his teeth. I had the text messages right in front of me, and he's telling me, "What well, you can't believe what you're reading on that paper? That that's not the truth." <laughs> I, the, the guy's amazing, and so there was he was going to convince the parole board to get that he should get out, and I'm sure that he was compliant as hell in prison. The, the problem is that it's those people. These, these are not monsters. You know, you get somebody who's, you know, in a gang and they shoot people and, they're, you know, they're mean and they're nasty. Easy to throw them behind bars, right? The, the problem is people are always shocked at these pedophiles who take advantage of young people in schools because they're always the favorite coach. They're always the favorite teacher. They're always looked up to that's how they get access yeah they also have the highest recidivism rate too and that's what kind of worries me because they can't control it so right? what, are, what are the terms of this release does he need to go to a halfway house does he have to have counseling what goes he, on he he's, he's uh, you know I, I wish i had it in front of me i had it just the other day he's got a got to wear a tether he's got to report every 30 days he's not going to my memories he's not going to a halfway house He's subject to polygraph examinations on demand. Um, you know, it's kind of a traditional uh, release. But, but Charlie, like everything else, the question is, who's going to enforce it? Yeah. Who's going to be his probation officer, and how charming will he be to his probation officer? And it's only a two-year parole. And But you mentioned, you know, he still owes your client a lot of money. And yep. uh, DPS owed money, too. Did DPS pay up? DPS paid. Okay. Well, stay on them. Make sure you get any any scent you can get from Pew. Promise. Oh, listen, I, you know, I, hey, I, Charles, I, I, Charles, I, I, we're going to stay on you, too. Like, you know, that's the deal. I'm not going to hound you. you. You've done your minimum penance, right? But you fucked with our kids. And you fuck with them again. You got, you got bad fucking mojo coming your way, dude. Where is he likely to return to? Is he going back to New York, D.C., Detroit? I, I, my my memory is, well, no, not my memory. The law is that he has to stay here, the state of Michigan. Okay. Uh, he has to get permission to leave the state. That's probably my greatest concern, because if he gets permission to leave the state, the motivation for the transferring state to stay on him isn't high. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, yep. That's <sighs> I remember going to Harlem and hanging, you know, he was staying in Harlem and hanging wanted posters at the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> found him, you guys found him. Yeah, you, you go to New York, motherfucker. Oh, wait, let, let, let's be clear. I always knew where he was. I, oh, I, I know. Was, there was never a time. <laughs> oh, you had I photographs. Share, I know. I, share it. I did not share it with the press. I did not tell the press where he was. I didn't. All right, let, let's dispense I with the I was only bu- waiting for the bankruptcy to be lifted so that 
I could sue him. The bankruptcy court had prevented me. Let's from be honest. We're going to have to be honest now. This is no bullshit news hour. You did let the press know because you let me know. I did not let the. I said I, I only told you what city he was in. I didn't tell you where he was. Hmm. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Do you remember when he was working at a restaurant in Harlem and I called yes. you, Charlie? Told you where he was. Le petit poulet. Le yeah, petit poulet, which translates to the little chicken. Yeah, I mean the the problem. We got him fired for him with social media. The problem with him was that you know people people were taking pictures of him. People recognized took took pictures and put it on social media, and that's how he got busted there. Is social media will that be a condition of his parole? I know he can't have uh, access to minors, but does that mean he can be on social media? He cannot. Good. Good. No, actually, it was never his. It was never his mechanism. So I'm not convinced it's good. Bill, you got. Uh, you know, I just want to wrap it up. And what one by saying thank you, yeah. and two, you've got the freakiest, one of the most important jobs in the field of law that I can think of, and I know it's it's got to be maddening for you. I know it's got to really affect you, and. You know, I just, again, you know, just being a person from some place, I don't want to let too much stuff out, but I really love you. I, I, I respect what you did here and what you do do. I, I, I wish people knew how common this stuff was. And um, I, I wish people would begin to uh, not stop gaslighting the victims and uh, the parents because it really takes a toll. It, you know, the, what what happens to kids in these situations is hard enough without people piling on, and they really do. So uh, I appreciate that. It It is, I have learned about the underbelly It was a, uh, of society. It was, um, it was candidly easier when I was doing product liability and medical malpractice. But uh, it, it, while this work might not be as profitable, profitable in terms of finances, far more rewarding emotionally. And like I said, I stay in contact with most of these kids. I hear from most of these kids every year, especially around this time of the year. And uh, it's gratifying to see them as adults and begin to develop and, um, and begin to get better and begin to heal. But we as a society have got to do more to help them, and we don't. Well, Bill, a lot of our listeners well are saying, bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, we were just talking about Eli and Charlie. People do. There are people that are still left like yourself that are willing to trade off profit uh, for the benefit of the people they serve. And for that, you are thanked and appreciated. Well, I appreciate it. I tell people I'm only 35 years old, but this has been a hell of a business. So I, I look <laughs> like a 70-year-old. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Charlie. Um, try to Try to stay out of... Tr- no, I can't say that. Straight face. Never mind. <laughs> Love you, Billy. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, man. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy Bye. holidays. But you know what, Charlie? That that is that's a very that's a sickness that is just really unfortunate. Um, and and people don't understand how common it is. But for somebody that knows that is privy to that and not willing to step up to say something to stop it, poo-poo on you too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking too, you know, I was thinking about John Vaughn and et cetera. And, and, and like this title of survivor, it's kind of like, I don't like it, you know, in the sense that like your life wasn't in danger. You were, mm-hmm. you were manhandled, manipulated, and abused and raped and molested. 
but it is a survivor in this sense. And I know this is getting weird, folks. I want to get out of here. I know, I know. But I think it's this. Is once it happens to you, your mind's freaky. And you're trying to get on with the business of living a nice life. You want to be happy. And your happiness is impeded by the ugliness. It, it, it kind of warps you. It makes you not trustful. It, it does a lot of weird stuff to you. So the surviving means just trying to move on and move it to the side. And it's not as easy as you might think. That's all I wanted to say about that. I, I can imagine. But let me say this. There are enough willing adults out here of both genders. You don't need to pick on a kid. And I know it comes down to power. When people pick on people, um, you know, it, it becomes a power thing. But God bless it. You know, I mean, the, <laughs> go to a bar, go find somebody who is willing, you know, d d don't d just that's 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 too much. That is way too much. No one ever said I was the gentlest human being. Right. But I tell you what, you fuck with a kid. I will fuck you up. That's simple. Don't touch kid. Yeah. Mother motherfucker. Okay, anyway. Yeah, segue out of that. That's well, it's good. It's good. Hug your babies. It's the holidays. It's what it's all about. And bring are we me doing a, a show next week, Charlie? And some cigarettes, Santa. What's that girl? <laughs> are we on the are we doing a show next Friday? Uh no, I think I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring one of my old uh, uh Only in America shows out. What which which one Ooh. should I bring? Oh, I love show meetings. Um what what are our options? I could do uh Country preachers. When I went into Appalachian, was you know handling snakes, snakes yeah. and stuff for uh, the trapeze clown, um, Burning Man. We do Burning Man. I had nothing better for Christmas than Burning Man. Burning Man. I, I was it. I was Where the first holiday. What? Well, you know, like a Yule log. It's a Burning Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put it on while you're opening gifts. Yeah. No. Hell no. The connection. Watch, watch the man burn. I don't. Know. But I think we should actually do something before New Year. Maybe we just come in here and drink. And see what happens. Oh, that sounds I don't drink, okay. Charlie. So what am I going to do? I think you got to sounds like a long show. One drink. Nope. One drink. One flaming sambuca. Wait, you don't drink at all, Karen? No, I don't drink wine. I don't drink anything. I have a B twelve drink here. I'll drink that. Wait, have you ever? <laughs> nope, not in college. Not in school. I just don't drink. I don't like alcohol. I don't like the. How smell do you know if you never had a drink of alcohol? I've tasted it, but I don't like it. I just I don't drink. Hmm. Oh wait a minute! You've never had like. Prosecco? Like bubbly, sweet, champagne-y wine? I've tasted it, Charlie. I'm saying I don't. I'm not going to order a drink. I'm not going to sit down and drink a drink. You, you never know, had just, a Mai Tai? I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. White Claw? Pineapple and gin? No. <laughs> Woolite? <laughs> no. Listerine? Earl Grey, Earl Grey Listerine. tea. I'll take that. Windex? <laughs> no, no, Mark. That's that, a oh, suburban that's right. thing. That was no. Kitty Dukakis. <laughs> a suburban thing. <laughs> like the diva of Detroit would know anything but <laughs> suburbs. She hey, does. I heard. <laughs> I heard you can't buy Gucci at uh, <laughs> and Macy's. No, Macy's. you can't. You're <laughs> listening, huh? <laughs> All right. So, what? Red's got something for us. Yes, he does. Let's see what he whipped up. All right. Hey, Brad, take us out. What is this? What does he got for us? That's a little uh, year in review Christmas uh, type ditty. Oh, so it's Red's ditty. Thanks, Red. He's Red has free range to do what he wants. He's over at the American Coney Island hustling up the yeah. tables right now. You know, as we all do here, don't forget, go to AmericanConeyIsland.com by Saturday, 9 p.m. Get that Coney kit. Oh, and 
Just last Monday, yes, we were signing cards and putting them in. People, oh, you did? Okay, People good. with the order are like, I want an autograph. So, you know, yeah, I, that's why not. I think it was Robert. Uh, what's his last name? Who's the guy that shot Kennedy? Oswald? Uh, so, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Robert Oswald. I was going to say Sir. So I just said, Sir Dear Robert, <laughs> enjoy your wiener. <laughs> oh, See, Charlie. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. You'll know you get a good hot dog kit and something special. All right, so do that. ADR, Luke Nowacki, Hall Financial. Thank you for your support. Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll talk to you on New Year's Eve. Happy holidays. Damn, I swear Christmas just ain't the same. From getting gifts that you like to getting gifts that are lame. When I was a kid, we used to get snow. But now with climate change, I just don't know. Now for Christmas in Detroit, all we get is rain. And the way Detroit floods, you know that's a pain. Damn, I swear Christmas just ain't the same. I remember when all the houses had lights and trees. Doors decorated with mistletoes and wreaths. But since we lost lights at the slightest of breeze, even decorations been put on freeze. Damn, I swear Christmas ain't the same. For me as a kid, Christmas meant no school. Two whole weeks, man, that would be so cool. Couldn't wait to see the family to sit down and eat. But now with COVID, we got to be six feet. Damn, Christmas just ain't the same. Used to love to watch all the Christmas shows. Now everything that comes on about Christmas just blows. Used to make snow angels out in the fields. Can't do that anymore because of Duggan in his poison backfield. <laughs> Damn, Christmas just ain't the same. I hate to complain and sound so blue, but everything I just said you know to be true. But one sure thing in this I know too, with two good drinks and a joint, this Christmas I'll get through. <laughs> Love is the greatest gift you can give. So give as long as you live. Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new year. That's pretty nice, Red. Thanks for it, bro. Merry Christmas, Karen. Merry Christmas, everybody. You too, Charlie, and the family. Thank you. Love you guys. Fight the power! <laughs> if we're fortunate to have any. <laughs> Thank you, Eli Gold. Much appreciated, bro. Keep doing the people's work. Bill Cycli. Bill Men Among Men. Drew's doing? <laughs> Eating conies? Drew, bring me a beer! Here's a little something for you, homie. Oh, thank you. Thank God the camera was off. <laughs> you know, I just I didn't know what to, to buy you. Well, you picked, you picked correctly. Cash. <laughs> Mannequin Joe, man, send me a Bitcoin, brother. <laughs> but wait till it goes higher. Say hey to you, Maz. 
Good night, New York. L.A. Manila. Lebanon, Kansas. Still not happy with Manila. El Paso, Texas. Good night, Kazakhstan. We actually got a listener in Kazakhstan. I've been invited to go on Dr. Phil. Oh, wow. Why are you? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Are you fighting with the 13 year old? No, they want John Vaughn to come in. They, Dr. Phil can't get enough of Michigan. Okay. You do the Oxford school shooting and have a Judge Aquilina and Sheriff Bouchard on there. Jeez. I wants to do. I think you should do it. I do it because Johnny wants me to do it. Exactly. You're going to like that guy. John Vaughn's going to be in his trailer all Christmas season. University streets are going to be empty there in Ann Arbor. It's going to be cold. If you're not oh. doing nothing, go on by, shake the man's hand. He's all right. Legend. Maybe the president could invite him in. Maybe could invite him to run the innovation center. <laughs> Never again. If it gets built. Big thanks to Mayor Fake Mike Duggan. Fake Mayor Mike actually speaks the truth. 